I presented Top Gear with Richard Hammond and James May. Now, who wants to be a millionaire is what I have to say. Fast cars, jeans and punching producers, yeah, they are my style. And if I had a catchphrase, it would be, meanwhile, who <laughs> wants to be a millionaire? Whoop, 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 meanwhile, who wants to be a millionaire? Whoop, 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 meanwhile, hello and welcome, <laughs> welcome to episode <laughs> 24 of the Still and Al pod. I am Al and... I am also Al. Oh, no, you're not. You're Stu. Stu, did you like him? Um, oh, yeah. That's right. That's a new song by Jeremy Clarkson. Um, in the start oh, was Jack it Jeremy Hatton. Clarkson? Yeah. <laughs> I, he, his voice is a bit... <laughs> yeah, he's, he's from Strepsils or something. Yeah. <laughs> was the Gangnam about... style, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Is it, it Gangnam? Yes. Yeah, I got that. It's pretty good. good isn't it? I thought that was ages ago. Anyway, Stu. Al. Yeah. Al. 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 <laughs> It's so weird, like, I've noticed. Whenever we mention something on here, yeah, and then it's, it ends up in the news. Tamagotchi? Like, Tamagotchi, yeah. The, uh, the mastermind thing, the John Humphrey's leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember they did the Waxwork Museum thing as well last week. Yeah, yeah. Or the week before, Donald Trump getting his face punched in. Well, there's news now that China have just opened up their their version for the local celebrities but they've used um silk instead of uh, wax yeah yeah so apparently they are all complete fabrications uh, but <laughs> yeah Very also out yeah speaking of skies yeah um in spain no oh, in spain which we are very fond of spain but uh, all the artists there are making a bit of noise about this uh well, they're making a lot of money from a mystery person hiring them to make portraits of uh, that person's alcohol collection. Yeah. Yeah, so they don't know who it is, though, but um, we're trying to find out who is paying for the Spanish gin commission. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, it's so loose now, isn't it? It's so loosely Yeah, loose I've run out of words to it. rhyme with it now. I think Stu, that might stop. <laughs> Stu, what are you drinking this week? I'm, I'm drinking Cause, a podcast first. Ah, I've yeah. gone for Moretti, Al. Moretti. Mm. But anyway, Stu, I suppose you've heard about what's going on in um, Egypt at the minute. It's in the news. I suppose yes. you've not heard. No. Well, Stu, apparently, Real Sociedad, the professional football team, have been yeah. kicking footballs at a famous Egyptian monolith um, and damaging it. it. It's a training camp that they went over to Egypt to do. Um, in, and they've, they've been kicking these balls against this Egyptian monolith and they're really doing it some damage. Now, the international footballing body, FIFA, they've condemned the actions, okay? As have well, the so. Spanish Football Association and actual Real Sociedad fans. You could say, Stu, that no one respects the Spanish Sphinx collision. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> it was all right, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> I'm really struggling with these now, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> I'll have to I find someone else. Last one. Right, anyway, yeah. let's crack on. It's now time for top three. Top three. Uh, top three, Al. Top three. So top three. we pick a subject each week in turns, and then we tell each other about our top three versions of that Subject. So, for example, if I was to say top three websites, yeah, I'd probably go for um, 
Wellington's monthly picture of wellingtons.com. Yes. <laughs> you can guess what that's about. Yep. Um, what have I trudin.com, where yeah. people send in pictures of their undershoes and you have to guess what they're trudin. Trud. And um, digitalstarterpack.co.uk, where you can have your website designed from 199. Website design from 199. Digitalstarterpack.co.uk. Excellent. Thanks, Stu. And I'm sure you'll find information on our Twitter and Instagram feeds for that. So, Stu. Last episode, it was your choice of top three, and you chose an excellent one, the one that was one I was going to choose in the near future. It was top three. Board games. Board game. I love this one, Stu. There's a lot, lot of people, a lot of people on Twitter seem to hate board games. Yeah, I know. It's weird, isn't it? Now, Stu, how did you find this? Uh, very nostalgic, Alan. It made me bring up a lot of memories of uh, games I played when I was a youngster. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of games on here that I used to play as a kid and I don't even know if people will know what they are. So um, I think ah. we'll have to put pictures on social media to show what these were. So Stu, it was your subject. Do you want me to go first with my number three? Can do, Al. Yeah, go on. Okay. Now, my number three, Stu, is Cluedo. Oh, yes. Now, I think a lot of people will like Cluedo. It's always been a game that I've absolutely loved. And Stu, I, I don't want to brag, but I always think I'm quite good at Cluedo. Like, Same. I, I always think I'm quite good at it. Maybe I'm not, but I just generally think it's one of those things, Stu, that I think maybe I could be a real detective. Uh, if I just pop this on my CV, maybe I could get a job. You know? I mean, there's, a, there's no harm in trying. There's no harm in trying. So, Cluedo, Stu, uh, started in 1949 long time ago and the object of the game is to determine who murdered the victim who we don't know who they are using what and where and it was it's Stu it was it was invented by a chap called Anthony E. Pratt A. Pratt (laughs) (laughs) Um, Stu so there's six figures in it Miss Scarlet Reverend Green Colonel Mustard Professor Plum Mrs. Peacock and Mrs. White however in 2016, Mrs. White was replaced by Dr. Orchid. Now, I'm not in favour of this at all. No. No. The no, it's weapon... fine way it was. It didn't yeah. need to be changed. The weapons of choice are a candlestick, a dagger, a lead pipe, a revolver, or a rope, and a spanner. Always good. And there were loads of different rooms, which, which I haven't uh, put them down. But it's a great game, isn't it, Cluedo? There was a yeah, TV it's... show, I... apparently, at one point. Yes, uh, we'll move on to that shortly because I've got it at number two. Ooh. Um, so yeah, there was, but we'll go, we'll go on more of that in a minute. Okay. So in a minute, give us your number three, Stu. Dizzy, dizzy dinosaurs. <laughs> well, this I, was somebody else put this on Twitter, and it was that is fucking mad that game. <laughs> I used to love playing this game. So basically, you got two, four teams: red, blue, yellow, and green. You got five cave, cavemen on each one. And you basically got to get the the cave, the caveman home. So you stack them on top of each other. To if you land on the same square, and you got like a big round puzzle. You got to get all the way to the middle to win. But if you roll a dinosaur on the dice, you got to scale a larger dinosaur than the um, pieces. You wind it up as far as it goes, then you let the leash on the board. And then if your piece gets hit, you start again. It was. Fucking mad. 
it, I always remember it being so frustrating when because the dinosaur was just mental. If, if it was an Arbed, yeah. If you've not heard of this game, do go on YouTube and find it and watch a video of it because it's absolutely ridiculous. It was good though. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> if you're gonna win, and then dinosaurs like, nah, don't think so, mate. <laughs> you're right, mate. <laughs> they don't know. Thanks, dude. Is that all? Oh, I got facts about it. Awesome. I think it was released in 1987. Yep. And take care. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Stu, my number two is a game called Dingbats. Have you heard of this? Heard of? Have no idea what is. So, Stu, I'm going to show you on. So, this is what a dingbat would be. Can you see that? Gun, gun, gun. Four Supermans. So, theme. if you see the gun one, it's like Top Gun. So, it's like Top films. Gun. Top yeah. Gun. So they're basically like almost cryptic style clues. Okay. Um, but they're called right. rebuses. You've got to solve rebuses. Um, and they're puzzles in which a common word or saying is hidden in a cryptic or otherwise unique arrangement of symbols. I suppose it's a little bit like the TV show Catchphrase in okay. a weird yeah. way. Now, I used to remember having dingbats as a child. Like my mum my and dad had it as a game. I used to absolutely love it. It was bought out in 1980 by Paul Sellers. Um, but the actual board game, so no, in the 1980s when it was invented, but it wasn't until 1987 that it was brought out as a board game. I think it was just a card game and then it was mm. uh, put out as a board game. But it was great fun. And I like those kind of sort of cryptic clue sort of things. And it, Head scratches. Some really, yeah, some of them are really basic, but some are quite tricky. But if you, if listeners, if you've not heard of it, I, I would go out and, and sort of, search out for this game because it is really good fun but yeah that's pretty much it that's my number two you still got it now no it was my parents had it i don't know if they've still got it mm. uh, so yeah uh my number two like your number three cluedo cluedo, cluedo. so you like you mentioned as well uh manufactured by waddington's in 1949 some of the earlier models though they originally planned to have 10 characters cool. uh they're like Mr. Gold and Mrs. Silver and things like that, but they scrapped them in the end. There was a lot more murder weapons originally planned for as well, but they decided to go against it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was, like you say, manufactured by Waddington's in 1949. There was a TV series in the, U- in the UK between 1990 and 93, hosted by Richard Madeley. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. In, and America, it was, in America, it was called Clue. Wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Parker Brothers released it in the US and then named Clue. We'd have celebrities going on each week trying to find out the murder. He had a lot of famous people playing the um, part of the six suspects. Well, I think Leslie Grantham was Colonel Mustard. (laughs) He had Nicholas Parsons uh, on there as well. Christopher Biggins. Joanna Lumley was Miss Peacock at one point. That was a good show, that was. I remember watching that. Yeah. It was kind of like on Match of the Day. Look away now if you don't want to know who the murderer is and you want to play at home. Oh, yeah. Good time. Do that. So, Stu, <laughs> my, number, my number one, Stu, is a game called Ghost Castle. Have you ever heard of this game? I don't think so. Let's have a look. Let's show you a picture of it. Oh, yeah, it looks familiar. So, Ghost Castle, it's also known as Witch Witch, or it was known as Witch Witch, which I don't really understand why, because it was about ghosts in a castle, and then... Oh, I don't know. So it's difficult to find information about it. It was brought out in um, 1985, but which which was brought out in 1970. So it's really difficult to find information about it. 
basically it was a board and you had like a castle and you went from room to room and um, the, you had to get up the stairs to close the coffin. But if you span the spinner and it landed on a skull, you had to put the little skull, which was a little bit like a marble, you put it in the coffin and it came out one of the sides, a little bit like mousetrap in a way. It'd come out one mm. of the sides and it could hit any of the players and it'd, go, it'd either go down the stairs or it'd go in a skeleton which would flick up or it'd hit some like wobbly yeah, stairs. It sounds familiar. It was, it was, you probably played it at my house because I had it as a kid. Mm. But it was a great game. It was my favourite game as a kid. It just looked good as well because I was quite like that and Mousetrap. So it was either Mousetrap or that. But I just loved this game because it was, yeah, it was great good. fun. And it just, it was beautifully designed. It's, it's a really nice, really nice game. But yeah, that's one of what I couldn't find much about it. So no, that's um, fine. again, we'll try and put some of these images up on social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, number one out, I've gone for chess. Ah, yeah, nice. Nice, mate. Check. Check. Mate. Yeah. So it doesn't really need any um, description of what chess is. I think everyone in the world knows what chess is by now. Surely. Stu, you know what you like about chess? The pawns. Pawns. Yep. <laughs> so, did you know, Al, that chess can be traced back as far as 700 AD? Fuck off. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> uh, but, so, yeah, they've got all these texts of like all these different countries claiming to be the first one to have invented chess. I'm not going to make a decision on who made it because I wasn't around then. So no, I have no comment on the matter. But um, the first actual championship, official championship, took place in 1886. Bloody hell. Yeah. Man called William won it. Can't remember his surname. Klypef or something. Or Kleep, Kikik, Klan, something. Can't remember. <laughs> anyway, some fact. Gary Kasparov once lost to an IBM computer in 1997. No. It's got to a point now these supercomputers have played chess. Like professional uh, grandmasters, they call themselves. Yeah, don't even bother competing anymore because they're that strong. It's impossible to beat them. And the chess media don't even bother following it anymore. Why is a computer going into a competition? Because what it wants, doesn't it? A mobile phone won one tournament once. Well, how about this, that? This is how the Terminator started. I'm sure. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, the current world champion is Magnus Carlsen from Norway. Oh, good on him. I've, I've, got, his, I've got his name on the back of my shirt. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember you uh, getting that done. Yeah. Uh, how's it going, Maggers, if you're listening? Yeah, you're uh, right. There was once a game called The Immortal Game in 1897 between Anderson and Kisertsky. Uh, this is where Anderson sacrificed both rooks, a bishop, then his queen, but still managed to get a checkmate with his three remaining minor pieces. You are fucking joking. I'm not even shitting you, mate. This has actually <laughs> happened. If I was in the audience then, I would have gone, Anderson, mate. <laughs> well you think done. you're allowed to talk? You think you're allowed to shout out stuff in the audience of a chess game? Yeah, they're doing, they're doing darts, don't they? I reckon it'd be like that. If they had chess like that, back, those matches back then, now, you'd have it in Ali, Ali Pali. Yeah, let's... let's all the can... tables lined up with boozers. And it... <laughs> if, we, if we can find one live, we'll go and watch one and we'll be like, <laughs> like boozing. We used to do that in England matches, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Try and get the chance started. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <Really>? Youthful. <laughs> yeah. 
So is that everything, Stu? Yep. Go on then, tell us, tell us who, what people on social media have said. Oh, yeah, we have some good feedback on that. Yeah. Um, new listener alert, Al. Someone yeah. called Taffy. Taffy, She hello. has picked... She has picked frust- frustration. Yeah, good game. I, I had to look up with that one. See, that's when we have to bash that thing in the middle with a dice yeah. to roll it. And then, yeah, decent. Uh, Monopoly. I ah, know. Don't like Monopoly. Can last that's too long. Popular. And uh, guess who? It's number three. Yeah. There's a. I've, <laughs> used to have like a, a knockoff version of that called. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> who <are> you? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Never heard of him. Uh, Callum, uh, Monopoly again. Oh. Mousetrap. Yep. And Jumanji. Yeah, all right. Well, I okay. played the game of Jumanji. It's pretty good. Is it? But yeah. I bet it's a disappointment. It's, well, it's not as good as the film, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the film, Al, um, Alan Parrish's dad is actually the hunter as well. Yes, he is. Hmm. Uh, Georgia, she's gone for Monopoly as well. Yeah. Hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> yeah, yep. And an Easter Bunny board game that she made in year four. Stu, uh, so, hungry, hungry hippos. Playing it as an adult is not nearly as fun as it was when you were a child. It's really shit playing it as an adult. I imagine it. I imagine it would be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom Warburton, famous relative of the Rednaps, he's gone for. Monopoly, nah. Pluto, yes. Pluto, Jenga, oh. mm. board game. Uh, uh, Catherine, I'm not of Aragon. Catherine of Aragon, Trivial Pursuit, which she likes to cheat on. Yeah, fair. Guess who? Who are you? Yeah, an operation. That's a good oh, one. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That. No. Uh, Hayley Stacey Hamill, the five-second rule. That's a good game, if you ever played it. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, articulate. Yeah. Pictionary. Mm-hmm. Uh, G 90 or Moaning Myrtle, as we as she likes to be fondly called now. Yeah. Uh, Cluedo. <laughs> <laughs> Battleships. Oh. And 12-Man Morris. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, now, let's just put this out there. So, Mona Myrtle sent us a video of what this 12-man Morris game is. And that video is three minutes that you will never get back again. It's so fucking boring. It looks like the worst game. There'd be, you know what a better game would be? Two passes out first when you bang your head against the wall. <laughs> of course, if you do that, you won't remember watching 12-man Morris, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, our very good friend, Frank Mendoza. Frankie! Frankie! He's gone for Catan. Okay. Uh, fact or Crap. Mm-hmm. That's only good when I looked it up. Yeah. And Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. Okay, fair enough. Frank, you got your own theme tune from now on. Yeah. <laughs> We'll probably forget uh, Chris Com- Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll try not to. Uh, Chris Comrath, Mousetrap. Yep, good stuff. Cranium. Oh. Stu, do you remember like uh, 
years ago, they brought out a new version of Mousetrap, and it was fucking shit. Yeah, shit, weren't it? Yeah. Then the, but then I think they put it back to how it was, didn't yeah. they? They re-released it again, but original. Mm. Uh, yeah, but Cranium and Chess. Yep. Well done. Uh, Keith Campbell, Escape from Colditz. Okay. That's a strategy game. Uh, Star Wars Monopoly. Mm. And Trivial Pursuit Disney Edition. Uh, Keith sent us a picture of the pieces for Star Wars Monopoly. Mate, they look absolutely brilliant. Me. And I want it. Go ahead. Uh, regular Gav, who said he doesn't like board games. Yeah. He sent us some, but he said he doesn't like them. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, he's probably trying to be controversial. Yeah. Or something. Congratulations on Mini Gav 2.0, by the way. Yeah. Name him, name him or her, Stu and Al. Stu and Al, that's a good or, name. Or Stu Jackie Al. D, if it's a girl. <laughs> or Dora Gay for a boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, Snakes and Ladders. Classic. Yes, that's a good game, that. Cranium yep. and Trivial Pursuit. Yep. Good. Is it cheese Brand or is it pie? What? Is it cheese or pie for Trivial, Trivial Pursuit? I don't know the reference. Well, no, you put the little cheese or pie bits in the thing, don't you? Carry All on. Right. <laughs> that's been a long time since I've played that. Yeah. Brendotron has right, gone right. for robots do not play games. No, no. <laughs> Uh, he's picked Atmosphere. That was good. Uh, Dizzy, Dizzy Dinosaurs, which I stole yeah. it off him because it reminded me of it. And Game of Life. He did have other choices, but they were weird and I never heard of them, so we won't bother with that. Game of Life. Game of Life. And Chris Williams from VAR at the bar. He's gone for Guess Who and Crocodile Dentist. Oh, yeah. He did pick World Cup cricket. I said he couldn't have yeah. it, but I've changed my mind because it was brilliant. That was brilliant. Yeah. So we'll allow, we'll allow a rogue one this week because it was so good. Well, thank you, listeners. So it is my choice for the next top three. Still, I'm hoping you're going to like this one. So on the next episode, I want your top three guilty pleasure films. So if you are not aware what a guilty pleasure film is, it is a film that you enjoy watching that most people think is shit. So, have a look on the have a look in your DVD collection or your fucking Blu-rays and see which film that you enjoy that people think is shit. So you're going to pick Spice World the movie. Oh, why? Why wouldn't I? You've already got me number one. Shit. So, if you'd like <laughs> to tell us your top three guilty pleasure films for the next episode, why not get in contact? We are Stu and Our Pod at gmail.com. Or we are on Twitter and Instagram at Stu and Alpod. So that was top three. And now it is time for 90s Corner. No, 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 90s Corner. In each episode, Stu and I bring something from the 90s and we discuss it. If we both think it's groovy, baby, it gets swept into 90s Corner. But if we both think it's, oh, shit, or one of us thinks it's shit, then it gets sold off in the Leicester Mercury or Lincoln equivalent. Stu, what have you bought for 90s Corner this episode? Rugrats. <laughs> Spilled milk. <laughs> the animated series following Tommy Pickles, his pal Chucky and the twins, Phil and Lil.
with yep. his evil, evil cousin Angelica. It was good, weren't it? I liked it. It was. Still, I once dressed up as Chucky Finster for a um, fancy dress thing. Created for Nickelodeon by Arlene Klesky, Gabor Super, and Paul Germain. It ran for nine seasons and 172 episodes. Fucking hell. Not counting all the spin-offs they did and everything like that. Regrets grown up. Oh, yeah. Growed up. All growed up, weren't it? Reptar! <laughs> Reptar the Dancer and Dr. Lipshits. Oh, yeah. Shit lips. So, <laughs> it, be, it began in 1991. Can you believe it? You bastard. So, some facts about the show. It was the longest-running Nicktoon on Nickelodeon, lasting 13 years. Yeah. Well, you I, used to watch it, I used to watch it every day. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Four o'clock, I think it was on. It was on BBC, wasn't it, as well? Yeah. I think I so. put it on live and kick and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Tommy was born premature, which is why <laughs> the show creators gave him a fighting spirit. Okay. That wasn't meant to be a joke. Okay. <laughs> I know why you left. Uh, Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, took over the role of Chucky in 2003. Oh, good for her. Hmm. So are we sweeping this in? or? Yeah, of course. I used to love Rugrats. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Stu. So yeah. my choice for Night's Corner this, this episode is something that I think we all pay for it's netflix yes so Stu, netflix it it actually started in 1997 oh which is mental oh yeah because wasn't it like a rental thing yeah that's what we'll get to in a second so it started by reed hastings and mark randolph none of them called netflix come on (laughs) (laughs) and um until 2007, Stu, it was a rental service. And I remember actually renting. I was, I was one of those people that was on Netflix that used to get DVDs sent through the post twice a month and you used to have to send them back. And you had like a list of things that you wanted to see and they'd send you out a random film. I remember that. Mm. It was so weird. And I've actually still got, I, it's going back that far. I remember getting Robocop, the new Robocop. And I lost, I lost the disc and I had to pay for it. And I've still got that disc knocking about somewhere. So but I always remember, I used to love it because it, it'd come in, like, in a little package and then you'd just tear up a bit and you'd send it back when you'd finished it. And you got like, I think you could decide how many you got a month, but it was a different price. And I think I used to pay like five ninety nine, and I used to get like two a month or something. But you'd have to send it back before you got in the next one. And you'd have like a, your list and stuff like that. But it used to be great. Like, I mean, it's brilliant now. It's better now. Um, and from 2012, Stu, it started producing its own shows and movies. Mm. Well, obviously, we know that now. And at the moment... Really good Stu, shows as well. And I was quite surprised by this. Um, from the date that I could find from this year, there are 204 million users worldwide, which I think is quite low. Wow. Think? Well, that's 200 million, 204 million people with accounts. Mm. Now, if you think that half of them share their account with someone else. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I pay for it. So me, now, yeah, I pay for it too. Let me get this straight then. So you pay five ninety nine. Yeah. a month. I think it was five ninety nine. All you get is two films yeah. in a month. Yeah. I mean... But at the time... Got to, 
Blockbuster. Yeah, but at the time, I think that was when Blockbuster and things like that were closing down. And I think it was just one of those things. I'd, actually, it might have been cheaper than that. It yes, doesn't sound a very good deal. But it might have been a lot for two films. Yeah, and you couldn't pick which films you got. You basically put them in a list of high, medium and low priority. And you'd more than likely get sent your high priority ones out. But you couldn't choose which one you'd get when I was, when That's I had it. Very good. No. But if you think about it, like, you think about it now, like Netflix is, is brilliant. I mean, lo- most streaming sites have got something brilliant on. Netflix is like one of those where you just, it, it, Netflix now tends to, to be, it's the stuff that they've made that is popular, isn't it? So it used to be like kind yeah. of what films they'd get on. But now, because you've got so many streaming sites, it's about them making their own films and stuff like that. And they've made some, documentaries. They've made like some that. good ones as well. Brilliant. Some good films, some good shows. Mm-hmm. So can I sweep it in? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you. Okay, Stu, have we got Ta-dum. any social media? That was the Netflix little thing there. Ta-dum. Yeah. Yes. Uh, speaking of Tamagotchi's from earlier, Chris Conrath is... Uh, sent in Tamagotchi cemeteries okay. where you can go to lay your Tamagotchis to rest. There was a place uh, somewhere in Russia, I believe it was. People have something, something wrong with some people, don't they? Yeah. I'll allow it though. Yep. Uh, Catherine of Aragon, she's gone for having her children. <laughs> no. Uh, big Deirdre glasses. Yes. Yep. The dynasty look with the big shoulder pads. That was eighties, wasn't it? Mm, I think Dallas was the eighties, and this was the nineties dynasty. Oh, okay. Yep, I believe. Because I questioned it too. But yeah, that's it. Uh, Keza G's gone for how to. Yep, that's how for now. For now, uh, regular Gav, the craze for bum bags. Yep, I had a bum bag in the nineties. Said Malibu on it. Or fanny packs for those in America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fanny. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Frank Frank Mendoza he's gone for the realisation of the actual meaning of the Macarena song <laughs> I don't know there's a real meaning I don't know if I want to know you don't it ruins it it's very dark um, okay. for anyone that does know apart from Frank Please write in and let us know. The winner will receive a audio recording of me and Alex doing the Macarena song <laughs> and the dance to go along with. Actually, it'll be a video. It'll be a video of me and Alex doing the Macarena when we when me and Stu meet, and we'll do we'll do that. Yeah, and we do know how to do it because we used to do it on Saturday nights when we went out and when yeah. we were younger. <laughs> right, is that everyone? Yes. Excellent. Well, thank you, listeners. If you'd like to contribute something to 90s Corner, why not get in touch? We are stewandourpod at gmail.com. And on social media, we are at stewandourpod. And that is on Twitter and Instagram. So that was 90s Corner. And now it's time for Al's ads. For sub, for comedy, and for impressions, it's time for Al's ads. Al's ads. Al's ads. Uh, each week, Alex brings us an advertisement made by someone that we all love from the celebrity world, whether right. it be Jeremy Beadle, uh, <laughs> Chris Parent, or Delia Smith. Who knows? Oh. Who got like this week, Al? Any of oh, them? No, it's actually an it's actually an Oscar-winning actor, Stu. 
Oh, it's Daniel Day Lewis. Now, uh? what a lot of people probably realise is that Daniel Day Lewis is retired from acting now, but he's been bought out of retirement to. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where this is going. To, uh, to redo one of his most famous characters, Daniel Plainview from the film There Will Be Blood. <laughs> now he's got a bit bored, so he's decided to do something new. So, um, Stu, I'm going to pass you the tape. This is his advert. Now, just to let you know, he hasn't played the character for a long time, so sometimes his voice might not sound like it should do. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it goes a little bit well. <laughs> right, okay. All right. You'd make think it'd be Rob Brydon, not eh? <laughs> Right, here we go then. Click. <laughs> Hello. This is fucking well. <laughs> Tom Jones already. Uh, Daniel Plainview. It's Daniel Plainview's Plain Views. I'll take you, you, to a different airport like Heathrow, Gatwick, or Birmingham International. That's fucking Welsh. It's Tom Jones. <laughs> Birmingham International. <laughs> I'll take you on a trip around duty-free arrivals and departures. <laughs> For sake! I mean, we can't do it. And then, uh, <laughs> if I drink a milkshake, yeah, uh, you will get lunch included, which will oh. be a ham or cheese sandwich, crisps. Variety, salt and vinegar, that kind of thing. A club bar and a Yazoo milkshake. But I shan't sit with you at, at lunch. I'll be sat across the room. But if I finish my Yazoo and you don't, then I shall take my straw across the departure lounge from <laughs> my mouth over into your milkshake and I shall drink it up. <laughs> I drink your milkshake. Call <laughs> now for Daniel Plainview's Plain Views. The first three customers get 50% off. So there you go, Stu. A Welsh Daniel. I couldn't get out of that Welsh accent, could I? <laughs> no. Shame. When I was What's practicing the number? It earlier, it really worked. Oh, he didn't leave it, did he? Oh, God. Oh, yeah, well. Find it on the internet. Sure, it'll be there uh, somewhere. Uh, uh, you know what? As soon as this episode finishes, I'll try it again, and I bet I'll get fucking. I can't. Wait no, 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 no! Keep that one. Keep, Keep that it one. in. Keep it in. Right. Anyway, that was Al's ads, and now it's time for in the news. In each episode, Stu brings us two lovely news stories. One that he's made up himself, and you can usually guess which one it is. And one that he's found in a national newspaper or on the tinterweb. And it's my job to guess which one is real and which one is fake. He'll also tell us things like funny headlines and sports results and the weather and travel and all that kind of reunion. Business news this week, I'll actually. Oh, I look forward to that. Anyway, Stu, crack on, you knobhead. Yeah, you didn't give me the introductions, so I have to do it. Here are your headlines. Cheers for that. <laughs> <laughs> Belinda Carlisle, excited to find out about the southwest of England, saying, ooh, Devon is a place on earth. <laughs> 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 
Hall and Oates discuss their new website. You make my memes come true. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and Luther Vandross discusses how his struggle living in the Netherlands as he never knew Dutch. Never knew Dutch, never knew Dutch. You want your stories, Al? Yes, please. Story number one. A woman in Poland had quite a fright this week when she saw what looked like a bizarre animal that had been hanging in a tree outside her home for a few days. (laughs) The woman called for help, dealing with what she thought might be an iguana. (laughs) As you do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, However, when officers showed up at the scene, they were able to to nab the mystery animal quite easily. That being, of course, because the animal turned out to be a buttery croissant. (laughs) What a twat. Detective Olaf Pastry said... Oh, God. Uh, This is his real name. You can't make it up. Well, you could. (laughs) We believe this croissant was thrown from a window as a treat for birds and uh, has ended up getting stuck in one of the branches. Um, Now, we we understand the woman was right to call us as she thought it was uh, an iguana. And we have had an increase of abandoned animals recently uh, in in the uh, area. So... uh, even though we turned up to find a breakfast treat, we can't blame her for raising her concern. Um, Animal Rescue didn't mention what happened to the croissant after it was retrieved, so so we will be following up on this story to find out who managed to scoff it. Oh, good. So following on from this bread good story, <laughs> story number two. Yep. Sting, remember him? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this one's made up. Okay, carry on. <laughs> Thing is to become the latest owner of a new soccer team in the MLS. Oh, I'll good. I'll say soccer MLS. Yeah. So Gordon Sumner has declared that he will have the latest team in next season in the uh, MLS, uh, based in Hawaii. Okay. Yeah. Now, the team is set to be called FC Hawaii Regatta de Blanc. Yep. <laughs> uh, and it has been given the go-ahead. And he has his sights set on an unusual choice of manager. Sting said, I can't do impressions of Sting, so I won't bother. So, yeah, I'm getting Madonna to manage the team. She was really good for Napoli and Barcelona at club level, and she was really good for Argentina. With You know, every little thing she does was magic back then, so (laughs) I thought I'd go with her. Now, I sent her a message in a bowl, but I've not heard back, so I had to call her instead. She uh, apologised for not receiving the message. She told told me to meet her in London uh, as she was doing a recording. So I met her in her new swanky cocktail bar called uh, Spirits in a Material World. (laughs) (laughs) I went in and then she was there with her new assistant, Roxanne. (laughs) I walked over, Roxanne started giving it all the big ones. She was like, oi, don't stand so close to me, Sting. (laughs) Think about the two metre rule, right? Every breath you take, I could get infected. (laughs) (laughs) But Madonna, she seemed up for it, and um, she had no idea who I was talking about when I mentioned uh, her being in football with Argentina, but I don't know if I got her mixed up or anything thinking about it. So uh, Madonna, she went on to say, um, I think he thinks I'm Maradona, but I'm not going to correct him. Hawaii sounds fun. I'm so lonely here in London. (laughs) I'm, I'm definitely up for the challenge. Now, I can't stand losing you, <laughs> no. 
So, uh, <laughs> so I hope I have a really good team. Sting went on to say, uh, if we win the league, I'll be on cloud nine. You could say I'll be walking on the moon. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the season kicks off in the summer and we'll see how it goes. That's going to be our chant in the crowd, I reckon. So, Al, did someone throw a croissant in a tree or is Sting actually bringing up his own MLS team? Uh, I think the croissant in the tree is the real story. And I don't think Sting is taking over a football team. So, for the 22nd time, you are correct. (laughs) Brilliant. Cheers, dude. Croissant was thrown into a tree by mistake. Someone actually mistook it from an iguana, called the police. Sting, however, is not releasing a team into the MLS. Shame. shame. Want a bit of sport? Yes, please. Good. So, Sting uh, isn't releasing a team into the MLS. However, a few people are. Uh, Liam Gallagher, he's uh, been given the go-ahead to release the Alabama Supersonics. (laughs) James Dean Bradfield with the Detroit Motown Junk. Yeah. And Jackie D with Chav FC in uh, <laughs> Alaska. Uh-huh. Travel. Yep. <laughs> Travel. Uh, a camel has fell asleep on the M6 dual carriageway, leaving everyone with the hump. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> In business news, stocks have oh. fallen in Apple shares, leaving everyone shocked to the core. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. And the weather. The weather is systematic. Hi, <laughs> <High> dramatic. Ultramatic. <laughs> Why, it could be... No, yeah, it is. It's lightning. So can you please stay indoors? Brilliant. Thanks, dude. That is a wonderful, wonderful segment. Really, it is. That that was in the news, and now it's time for Buster Mine. Hey! So, in each episode, Stu and I give each other a subject to revise upon, only on Wikipedia, mind. And we ask each other five questions about that subject. It is currently 7-1 to me. It was really dropping behind. And it's called Buster Mine because we give each other really horrible subjects. But I thought, Stu, last, uh, in the last episode, I gave you Doctor Who. That was quite a nice one, wasn't it? And you gave yeah, me... Yeah, I gave you Dracula. You did give me Dracula. The novel. So, Stu, you did. I had to ask you, didn't I? Because I wasn't sure. But you got, I've got to answer first this week. It's my turn. Brilliant. So I realised that I've not actually read Dracula. When I was reading the Wikipedia page, I was like, I've not read this book. And so I'm going to order yeah, it. Same. But it does sound good, though. I read yeah. the plot and it sounds pretty decent. Right, Stu. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. So your chosen subject, Stu, is Doctor Who. Your five questions begin now. In which year did it start on BBC One? 1963. Correct. I've tried to put it a bit, um, give a bit of a trick one there by saying BBC One. Uh, question two, how many series are there to date? 26. There's only 12. <laughs> uh, what? There's only 12. That's impossible. There's been 13 doctors. I, I'm only saying what it's on Wikipedia, Stu. I'm only saying That's what it's wrong. on. That's wrong. It's the right. 26 well, seasons. Uh, well, hold on a second, Stu. Let's just, te- let's just check the Wikipedia, shall we? Hold on a second. Oh, you know, Doctor Who. It says... 
uh, number of series. Oh, what did you say? 26. Oh, yeah, sorry. I was. Oh, actually, um, no, there's actually um, 38 because it's 26 plus the 12. So I apologize for that, but you were wrong. It was 26. I, I am going to read this out now. I apologize, listeners, for breaking in this. But it says number of seasons. Number of se- well, here's the parts to number of seasons, 26, number of series, 12. And actually, my answer was correct because the number of series there are are 12. But there are 26 seasons up to the upset. <laughs> nine- no, wait, 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 wait. There are seasons up to 1989, and the series start from 2005 to present. So if you were to count them all together, it'd be 38. That's a very, uh, it's a very dodgy question. Well, well, you were, at, well, was it though? Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you still at the first one, right? So don't worry about it. Um, <clears throat> question three, how many episodes are apparently missing? 92. Oh, it was 97. <sighs> um, question four, who composed the theme music? Ron Grainer. Correct. And question five, what is the name of the planet of the Time Lords? Oh, fuck. I don't know. I can't remember. Gallifrey. Yeah. Not much. I do apologise, Stu, but actually, if you were to count I think all, I should have a point for that seasons one, to be honest, mate. No, because it's, I said series. Now, if you were going to count seasons and series, it would be 38. Half a point, then. No. Half a point. No, it's not 38. It is 38 you know I mean? or 12. This is how I lose. This is well, how I honestly, did I say how many seasons are there, or did I say series? So series actually... and seasons is the same thing. All right, well, if it's seasons and series are the same things, then it's 38. Fuck me. Right, so Stu, you scored two out of five. 2.5. Cunt. Okay. Alex, what's the first date of publication of Dracula? Uh, it was 1897. I want the date, not year. 20. What was it? Oh, it's May. It's May. 26th. 26th of May. Yeah. Weird how you kept looking away when you give me the answer as well. You always look away. I'm looking at the thing, you. It looks like I'm looking away. I'm looking at you. You look away when I ask you questions. I'm looking down at my fucking sheet. How many pages are on it? How many pages are in the book? It's 400 and something. Look, I'm looking at you. Look. Yeah, go on. 408. No, it's 418. Oh, Good effort. Alex. Hit the post. <laughs> Half point. Nope. The novel follows Dracula's attempt to move from Transylvania to which country? England. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the 1992 adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula starring Gary Oldman was directed by who? Penis Willybog. <laughs> Nearly. Francis Ford Coppola. Was it? Yeah. Uh, what country was Bram Stoker born? Transylvania. No, that's not even a country. <laughs> I know it's not. Uh, Bram Stoker was born in Ireland. Oh, right. So, Alex, you also scored two. Oh, well, I'm <laughs> happy with that. Okay, do you want your tiebreaker? Yes. Okay, can you look directly at me then when I ask the question so it doesn't like you fucking cheat? Because you always look away, so shut your fucking mouth. I don't. Okay, tiebreaker. Who was the sixth doctor? Right, so you had William Hartnell first. Yeah, can you look directly at the camera? So I'm looking no, at you. Me. William Hartnell first, then Trout, Troutland. Yeah. Then it was... Um, hang on. Tom Baker. 
Colin Baker. Was it Peter Davidson? It was Colin Baker. Fuck! <laughs> Rundy down the top six. It was down as Hartnell, Troughton. And it was Pertwee, No one cares. Yeah. <laughs> Why couldn't you just say name all 13 people to play the Doctor? I would have done that. I know, because you said that last, last episode. Okay, go on then. I don't know if I can, actually. We'll test this in a minute. Your tiebreaker now. I want the title and first name of Van Helsing. Don't know. Professor Abraham. Okay. Stu, so, I'm going to admit something. What? I cheated on that first question. <laughs> I know you did. I know you did. So I'm winning this episode then. Good. Because I saw you, the way you did it, when you said 20-something, then you looked at me. Can I, I just, looked at that can, I just, can I just say what happened? Throughout the episode, I had the Wikipedia page on my th- on my phone, okay? <gasps> and, no, wait, wait. and I was looking throughout the episode. Throughout the episode, I was doing my research. I was just trying to remember the date. And I remembered the year, and I forgot the date. And, and honestly, I'd accidentally left it on, on the side. And I looked, and I saw, and I just cheated. I'm sorry, I cheated. I How many I'll... times have you done this, listeners? How many never. times have you done this? I've never done it before. I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't think we should do this anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I won't do it again. Mastermind. I can't trust no. you anymore. I'm <laughs> sorry. Well, that's how so, I've been losing every week. It's not, honestly, that's I promise you, I've been losing. you don't fucking research. That's how you lose each week. Right. Stu, so what's my subject for next week? What's the point? You just look it up on the day anyway. <laughs> I can't believe I've been failed every week because of this it was cheating that, it, no, it was that one time. It was that one oh time. Oh, my God. But it was you only that question. Right. Listeners, we need your help on this. It was only that one question. I did get the other one by not looking at it. I promise you. I don't believe you. It was only that one question I got right that I, I cheated on. Because the England bit was easy because I'd read that bit. Well, it was from Whitby, weren't it? If you've ever been to the big castles yeah. in that place. Listeners, I need your help on this. What's a suitable punishment for this, this cheat? This horrible <laughs> cheater. Sorry. Uh, but- Give Send your my... suggestions in. We, we, need, we need to know how to go forward from this. <laughs> it was only that one time. Right. Go on now. Give me my subject for next week. So we're on to the letter Errol... E. Errol Flynn. Oh, for fuck's sake. Errol Flynn. Stu, I've given you a good one this week because me and you, uh, we're going to see something in November, aren't we? What are we going to see? Easy Life. We're going to see Easy Life, a band Easy Life, also from Leicester. If you've not heard of Easy Life, I would suggest you go and check them out. They're a really great band. They were on Jimmy Fallon the other day, American talk show, and they've been on Jules Holland. Mm-hmm. They're from Leicester, so we want to give them a shout-out. So, Stu, in the next episode, your subject is Easy Life, the band. So I'll give you a nice one there. Have they got a Wikipedia page? They have. I did check. I did check. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stu, I do apologise for my cheating. I want to hear it. One. I want to hear it. All right, that was Bastermind, and now it's I've time not, for... I've not accepted your apology, either. I don't care. And now it's time for Bag of Nails. In every episode, me or Al take a... What's, what once was a virtual trip to London for the Bag of Nails, but now this week, I believe you went in person to meet, I, I don't know, a fellow cheater of quizzes like you? <laughs> so, no, so this week, Stu, because um, restrictions have been lifted, you can go and sit in a pub garden. So I did. And you're not really supposed to travel in cities, but we're press. We've got press pass. We are press. So yeah, I was allowed down there. And Stu, I'm glad I went. Absolutely glad I went. Do you know why? 
Aye. Jackie D was there. Hey! Now, Jackie D, <laughs> Stu, has written her autobiography and she's doing, she's been, she did a reading of her autobiography. And I, I went up to her before she started and I said, can we have exclusive rights to an Alpod? She said, yes. So for the next few times I go down there, she's going to be reading the autobiography out. Good, good, isn't it? Oh, that's a good episode filler for you for the next couple, isn't it? It's fucking next, like, 30 <laughs> weeks, mate. <laughs> now, it does mean I am writing a Jackie D autobiography, which I think good. I am going to write and I'm going to try and get out there <laughs> for our listeners. Okay, so Stu, here is the tape. There you go. That. That's going to be good, then. We get to Jackie D on here every other week now. That's going to be fun. Click. Right. Can you all fucking sit down? I want to read my fucking autobiography. Right. <laughs> Chapter one, Jackie D is here. I first out my mum's fanny on the... Look <laughs> 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 it out. I burst out my mum's fanny on the 23rd of August. I'm not telling you what year, because I don't want you to know what fucking age I am. Let's just fucking say I'm 27, all right? <laughs> when I burst out, I were an instant star. That's what the doctors said. My mum said I came out singing Dolly Parton's nine to five and swinging my fucking umbilical cord around. <laughs> After being weighed, checked that I were all right and having my ears pierced, I were finally ready to go home. There were a party at my mum and dad's house and I had my first bottle of cider, but it were in one of those bottles with a teat on it, so it were all right for a baby. My dad had just been released from prison and he came home. The first thing he said were, Oh, no, not another fucking baby. And he said, so he decided to call me Jackie D after my nan, auntie, and my two sisters so they wouldn't forget our name. Right, when they're calling us in for, for his dinner, they just go, Hey, Jackie D, get in, you fucking twat. And we all come running in for us. <laughs> Turku Twizzlers. <laughs> potato, oh, happy, potato happy faces and beans <laughs> the first year were a very eventful year and in between watching episodes of Jeremy Kyle in which I have the record in my street for appearing on the most times I, was, I, I nicked my first car got a 20 a day smoking habit and an asbo all before my first birthday the <laughs> second year were even more eventful. But I'm going to tell you about that in the next fucking chapter. See you later. Jackie D out. So Stu, that's um, Jackie D's first chapter. She, 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 obviously, it's just a quick read. It wasn't all of the chapter, but um, yeah. I can't, I can't wait till you have to dress up as Jackie D. Do a book tour. So... So, Stu, in the next episode, you'll be heading down to the Bag of Nails, so you can go and sit in the, uh, in the beer garden there. Press pass. Yeah, press pass. Mm-hmm. And let's see who you can meet. So, anyway, that was Bag of Nails, and now it's time for Mike Reed's Top Tips. Mike Reed's Top Tips. Pet, 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 pet. In each episode, Stu finds a cassette with a couple of tips on it from Mike Reed. Now, they're always brilliant, and I use them every single day. So, let's see what tips you could be using this week. Stu, what have you got for us? Oh, it's uh, been very, very helpful as usual. I've still not managed to find a trevi yet. 
No. Unfortunately. <coughs> Shame. Um, yeah, I'll play this. Yes, yeah, take. Thank you. Uh, see what you think. Click. Hello, everyone. Mike Reed here. I understand you're still after my tips on how I'll get through life. So here's two more for you to tide you over for the next two weeks. Right. Keep getting caught elbow deep in a cow's arsehole. Just tell them you're a vet. They'll stop <laughs> staring straight away. <laughs> I use that one. <laughs> and uh, won the lottery lately. Well, why don't you invest it in my new business? Mike Reed's designer gussets. <laughs> Guaranteed to double your money within a year. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not. I have not won the lottery, but I'd still like to contribute to that. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate that, Mike. Out. Oh, well, thanks, Thank Mike you. Reed. That was wonderful. So, Stu, there's episode twenty-four recorded. Mm. Yeah, to edit in that. We um we had an email out. Oh, awesome! I always enjoy these. Mm. So it reads, mm-hmm. "Dear Stu and Al." Yep. Love the show, guys. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Yeah. Um, just a quick one. Where did you get the idea for Bastermind? It feels really familiar. Yours sincerely, John Humphreys. Brilliant. So, Stu, um, before we go, I have actually... Um, I, I kind of want to get a bit more feedback on our episodes, you know, how people think about the podcast. But I wanted someone mm. to actually go out into the streets and ask people. So I've actually <laughs> asked um, the sort of, you know, the renegade master, as he likes to be called, Uncle Dorigay, to go out into the streets and play our, one of our episodes to people and get their reaction. So I sent him out this week, okay, and I sent him out to the streets of Newcastle to get a general <laughs> I'm an opinion. He's good at that accent, isn't he? <laughs> my family are from What do you call him? The Renegade Master? Yeah, because he's back once again like the Renegade Master, isn't he? Uh, he's, he's the Master way, something, he right? <laughs> so he got uh-huh. an opinion from five people to, uh, mm. to sort of... So do you want me to... I'll play the... I'll give you the tape. Just uh, I thought right. we'd end on this so we could... And I thought, Stu, this would be quite nice because it will give us... Like a really good, warm feeling about when people are saying really nice things about us. So I'm sure they're all nice. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not listening to them yet, but I'm sure they're all nice. Hopefully, and then likewise for these five Newcastle um, fans of ours. Now, yeah, if you could leave us a review on our Apple iTunes page, is it Apple iTunes, Apple yeah. Music, Apple Podcast, Apple whatever, something that will shock us to our very core. Pardon the pun. Uh, please do leave us a review there. If it's five stars, that'd be grand. If it's not, then don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the tape. Click. Hello, everyone. It's uh, Uncle Dorigay here, of course. Back once again, like the old uh, renegade master. And I'm out in the streets of uh, Newcastle this week, doing a bit of help for the Stu and Al pod. And I've played uh, a little bit of the podcast to five people. And uh, we're going to get their reaction now. So uh, I'll hand it over to them. And here we go. What's up? What? Well, I like that Jackie D. Like, well, I quite like the meathead going out of the date and that. Can you give us my number in that? Anyway, why would I want to listen to a couple of twats talking about their favourite biscuits? Absolute shite, man. So that was the first one there. Uh, not a great one, but uh, let's see what this next person says. Oh, man, that, 
That still sounds like the right dish, man. Oh, give us more of my number and maybe I can go out and have a shag in that. Woohoo, yes, please. Well, a little bit of a better one there, I suppose. There, one for Stu at least. Let's run out the next one. Wait, why aren't they talking about Baker Grove, man? I'd listen more if they spoke about Baker Grove. I can't be listening to two twats unless they're talking about Baker Grove. So there we go, Stu and Alan. Little bit more information, maybe get talk a bit more about Biker Grove. Here's the next one. Shite. Oh, well, that's one answer. We'll move on to the next one. Wankers. <laughs> oh, no, no, sorry. No more. Back to you, Al, in the studio. <laughs> oh, I wasn't, wasn't, I didn't work out the way I thought it was going to be. I thought we might get a few people that would be interested. But What's that girl look like then? You don't want to know. <laughs> so we'll talk about more about Biker Grove next week and then, you know, carry on. So anyway, Stu? We fucking won't. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's the end of the podcast. So if you want to get in contact um, and you want to tell us something for 90s Corner or you would like to tell us your top three guilty pleasure films, why not get in contact? We are still in our pod at gmail.com or on Instagram and Twitter at Stu and Alpod. So, that's the end of the episode. Stu, say goodbye. Cheerio, everyone. Have a good one. Goodbye. Goodbye.